Welcome to the Spirit of Money podcast with your host, Beth Ann McMerrick. Here we weave together the elements of personal finance and business with the spiritual side of your money. Bust through your financial barriers and transform your life, mind, body, spirit, and wallet. Beth Ann guides you in a unique and enlightened approach on how to clear your financial chakra pathways, tune up your money vortex system, and manifest your dreams come true. Here's your host, Beth Ann McMerrick. Episode 6 of the Spirit of Money podcast. I'm your host. This is Beth Ann. <laughs> Here we are again. This episode, in this episode, we're going to be talking about increasing your holiday money vibration because here we are. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We are in the midst of the holiday season. In fact, today actually is Hanukkah. Uh, it's the first day starts Hanukkah. Anyway, so happy holidays to everybody for everywhere. And and actually, the reason I want to talk about this and increasing our holiday money vibration is because the holidays are very stressful for so many people. And it's it, it becomes one of those things that we either dread or we love. <laughs> and depending on your age, I mean, I remember when I was really young, I was super excited about it. But as I've gotten older and, and have been a single mom and, and had to experience different levels of Christmases and different family times and just life, holidays change. And my mother actually passed away a couple years ago. So Christmas is a lot different after somebody dear and to you passes away as well. So because of all the different emotions and then of course all the different marketing and the different expectations and whatnot, the holidays become very stressful and become full of completely different types of energy. And what I want to talk about today is increasing your holiday money vibration and shifting and changing the views or our beliefs around the holidays and how we can create a holiday for us and for yourself that really fits in a, and is in alignment with you and what your core values are and what you believe in and what you want to and how you want to experience the holidays because it's very different and mine has changed over the years too. So I'm really excited about talking about how to increase your holiday money vibration. So welcome to the Spirit of Money podcast. Happy holidays. You'll... I. Bing Crosby, he, he sings Happy Holidays the very best, I think. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Episode 6, Increase Your Holiday Money Vibration.
So let's talk about this whole holiday thing and the pressure and the expectations and the belief systems around the holiday and how we choose to experience the holidays. And for me, my upbringing, I was raised in a Mormon faith and I'm presently not of any religion, of any religion. I'm actually more just a spiritual person for myself and my own being. Um, However, what I was taught around Christmas was about being about the birth of Jesus and that it was a time that we come together as families. And it seemed like that was really the only time I did see my family as years kind of, as I kind of grew up. But also, you know, there was the Santa Claus and the Christmas and the Christmas list and having the catalogs of picking out what we want in our Christmas, you know, what we're going to tell Santa we want for Christmas. And, and if, as a single mother, the pressure of meeting the expectations that the kids have for Christmas was also very stressful. And, and you know, there were good Christmases, not so great Christmases. There were all sorts of types of different Christmases. And and one thing I know for myself and I hear all the time as well is people are stressed out about Christmas and, and we've already started marketing for Christmas, you know, and Christmas in July. I mean, even in the stores, there's so much pressure to to purchase and to shop. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think one of the trends I think is the most evil trend when it comes to celebrating the holidays is this Black Friday thing. And it used to be, you know, they would camp out overnight and the Black Friday would actually start on Friday, that Friday. And now it's Black Friday month. It starts the whole month of it or even their Thanksgiving day. And, you know, there's just so much hype around Christmas and purchasing and consuming and expectations of what we should be getting and buying. And one one thing about some businesses out there is that there are some businesses that report that they they expect to get anywhere from 40 to 70 to even 80% of their full annual income just in the Christmas season, depending on what kind of business they, they run. There's different percentages of Christmas sales that they depend on for their whole annual sales. Anyway, Christmas is also very stressful and very depressing for a lot of people, especially when they're alone or they've been going through some traumatic experiences and in their home and then the kids' expectations being shattered, you know, on Christmas morning when they didn't actually get what they wanted. And I mean, there's just so many things. But what I want to talk about that, I mean, we know the sad stories, but what I want to talk about is how can we shift our vibration and in into this increase, into connecting into what we want and what we choose to believe Christmas is all about and what the holiday season is all about for for ourselves. And how can we shift ourselves out of the expectations and the drama of the holidays and really use it as a time to celebrate life. Um, and, and that's what I really, really came to for myself this year, especially it just really kind of came to me was that the celebration that the birth of Jesus, we, we are celebrating his life, but 
part of our spiritual self is that we are also part, we are like Jesus. We are made of the same flesh and blood and bones that Jesus is, and that we also have those same abilities that Jesus has had or has. And if that's the case, then we get to celebrate us, celebrate who we are, celebrate us and celebrate life and celebrate the things that we have been connecting into through this last year, celebrating the relationships that we have, celebrating the time that we have with them. Like I said, my mother passed away a few years ago in 2016 and it, you know, we didn't actually have the perfect um, mother-daughter relationship. In fact, I pretty much considered my mother was kind of like mommy dearest, um, like Joan Crawford. That was kind of my mother. In my mind, even the terrible things in my mind that would be my mother's, you know, my mother's horrible things that were saying to me. And as she got older, she was living in a nursing home and was very sick and was health-wise wasn't doing very well. But I spent time with her and my relationship has changed, had changed with her by the time she passed away. And now I really miss that time with her and really wish that I had been able to spend more time with her. And definitely as my kids have gotten older as well, it's like those moments are precious anymore. They don't, the kids don't stay kids forever. The time together that we have with each other isn't forever. And so having the time and having the cherishing those moments that we have with each other and celebrating life then and those connections that we have with each other is another part of shifting our vibration and shifting our mindset around the holidays and and looking at those kinds of things in a different way but so so finding for you right what is those things that the one of the big things in shifting these your vibration around money is honoring your boundaries and honoring yourself that you are listening to yourself and that you are respecting yourself and honoring your your boundaries as to what's acceptable for you in time with your family the amount of money that you're willing to spend that you're that you're wanting to invest i mean one of the biggest boundaries that get crossed in during the holiday season is our financial boundaries. And we, and there's some people, they end up getting in debt. I mean, there's so much advertising now on uh, quick payday loans. Now you can get, you know, we can get all kinds of loans. <laughs> in fact, I emptied out my mailbox the other day at my office. And I think I had six or seven different credit card applications, credit applications. I get more credit applications than I, 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 I mean, it's a small tree. It's a small forest that, worth of credit card applications that I get in the mail every single week. It's, it's, it's maddening, but we end up getting ourselves into credit card debt and we end up getting ourselves into financial trouble and crossing our financial boundaries because of these expectations that we put on ourselves as far as what we should be buying for our families, what we should be buying for our children, what we should be buying for coworkers or friends. And instead of really connecting with our friends and family, spending time with them, listening to them and celebrating, just celebrating ourselves and celebrating that connection that we have with each other. And I saw a video a few years ago 
And it really struck home with me when they interviewed parents and children. And the question they asked the parents first was, if you could have dinner with one person, whether from the past or current, uh, wherever they were in the world or not in the world, who would you choose to sit down and have dinner with? And the parents all s- named off different celebrities or past presidents or people, you know, that famous people or people that were considered very noteworthy and glamorous or important in our worlds. And then they brought in their children and the parents were watching the children answer these inter- this interview question from a teleprompter in a separate room. And when they brought in their children, they asked the children the same question. If you could pick anybody that you would sit down and have dinner with, who would that be? And every single one of the children answered that question the very same. They said they would want to have dinner with their mom and dad. And it really just touched my heart and really has been a a concept, just a thought that has been in the back of my head ever since I saw that video, because that's truly what our children want and is that time and attention with us. We are the heroes. We are the Santa Clauses. We are the most important people as the parents, as the adults in our children's lives as they're growing up, we're the ones that are molding them. We're the ones that are cheering them on. We are the ones that they look up to, to emulate and aspire to make proud. I mean, think about it for yourself. Who was it that you always wanted to be proud of you? I know for me, I wanted my parents to be proud of me. I wanted my mother especially to be proud of me. And that has been something that's really always driven me forward in things. So I thought it was just really interesting that what's happened now in our culture is that society and has actually gotten very, it it actually has been a very common belief system that buying somebody a present means I love you, that we have exchanged the gifts that we've purchased or money or gift cards. And that means love. And then all we have to do is hand over this gift and off we go. And we have met our obligation of loving one another. (laughs) No wrong. Loving one another does not mean I'm giving you a bunch of presents. I'm giving you everything you want. What it loving one another, loving somebody is about, being present with that person, spending time with that person, listening to them, asking them questions. I think that's one of the biggest things that we as adults can do to inspire and support our children, but not, not only just our children, but the children of the world. Whenever you have an opportunity to connect with children is to listen to them, ask them what they want, ask them what they're their beliefs are, their thoughts are, their dreams are. What is it they inspire to do in the in the world? Not just what do you want to buy? What did you get for Christmas? How much do you want to make when you get older? Um, I don't know if we ask kids that, but we definitely, instead of 
allowing them to share their thoughts and their ideas, we as adults tend to think we know better. And so we will inflict or enforce our own belief systems upon our children, just like our parents did with us. Our parents taught us certain things to believe. Our parents taught us certain ways to think about the world and think about ourselves and have decided that in order for us as individuals to be successful, there's certain things that we have to do in order to be a successful adult. Instead of listening to us as children and really encouraging them to, or encouraging us to follow our dreams and follow our passions. Now that's not every parent. I'm not saying everyone's like that. And I'm not saying that we're all like that now. I'm just bringing a perspective of something to add to our thought processes and really what is so much more important in our lives. I remember sitting and talking with my mother and holding her hands and those moments that we got to be together with my grandson and daughter where those were the moments that mean more to me than whatever little hotchkey thing that my mother had purchased for me. And that's what I'm wanting to remind you is that throw away those credit card applications. Don't do the payday loans. Sit down and write a little piece of paper and think about some questions of things that you want to know about how to get to know your child more. And then go on a play date with your kids, whatever date they are, whatever age they are, and spend that time with them, listening to them, talk to them, being with them. That will mean so much more to them than that mindless new electronic game. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So honoring yourself, honoring your financial boundaries, honoring that even instilling that connection with your child and teaching them, teaching them what's important in life, right? We're the ones that keep bringing on and keep, keep instilling this whole Santa Claus and Christmas holiday stress thing. We as adults keep rolling that ball. I mean, already our little babies, you know, we're putting them on Santa's lap and expecting them to be like, oh, they're so excited because they get to see Santa. Why are we excited about seeing Santa? Because we because we're we've been taught to Santa means presents under the tree. Santa means gifts. And what I invite you to share with your children and within yourselves and within your homes and your families and your areas, wherever you're at, is to start shifting this belief system around what the holidays really mean. And that means connecting deeper within yourself into what your personal values are. What's more important to you in a relationship, in the holidays, in celebrating our beingness together and how we can do that. So creating a new meaning of Christmas for yourself and allowing yourself to be that, that new meaning. Not that it's about buying everything I can and spreading the love through money, but being the best possible 
being that I can be with every person I'm with in every moment, listening, connecting, heart to heart, getting to know the other person and allowing them to share themselves with you and be that gift of listening and connecting. So I want to say that I'm not, let's not throw out all of the tradition. I mean, Santa Claus is fun. It's going to be here, whether we're here or not, whether we're shifting our belief systems or not, that whole tradition is still going to be part of our holiday traditions, I'm sure, till the end of time. However, as we shift and connect with ourselves and with our our finances and what's the importance about really what the holiday season is about in honoring our life, honoring our journey, honoring each other. And in that we can teach financial responsibility to our children and also honor our own financial boundaries so that holidays don't become this big, huge, stressful thing that we dread every year. I hear people talk about ways to have enough money for the holidays and they start saving like the first part of every year. So in January, they start saving for the holidays for Christmas next year, because are we already expecting it to be a gigantic, humongous expense? Yes, there is more expense at the time. But if we're setting ourselves up to believe that we're already going to be overburdened by a huge amount of money, that's required to survive the holidays in a happy, joyful way. What are we really What are we really signaling out to the universe about our abundance and our ability to create the money and the finances that we get to have and create when we want to create them? It's about allowing the money to support us all the time and not, not that we don't create savings, But if we're setting ourselves up the savings because of some doomsday over extravagant expense or whatnot, what are we really creating? It's a thought, something to think about. So instead, like one thing that I do is I purchase things all throughout the year when I'm out shopping or doing certain things and I see something along the way that I think would be absolutely awesome for a gift. I get them then. In fact, like one of the things this time I, this year I did were salt and pepper shakers (laughs) for my brother and for my brother and for my son and for my son-in-law. They are big football fans, but I found some really cute salt and pepper shakers that had their team's emblems on and voila. There's a cute little gift that I could get at that time, which was, I believe they were five bucks a set. So it's $15 and it's something that's going to be useful. They'll be able to use it and bring it out for parties. And when they do their connecting and celebrating, you know, it, there's a usefulness to it. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think it's, they're going to love them actually. And, and what, is awesome is that I already have them and I've been, like I said, collecting things throughout the year. So that's how I actually do my holiday shopping. However, the other thing that I, you know, I mean, we're still going to do Christmas presents and things, but when you 
allow it to focus on certain things like something that they want, get them something that they want or, and get them something that they need, right? Socks and shoes. And even though they're not always the funnest, but it is fun to get new socks and underwear. Believe you me, (laughs) it really is. Um, give them some, get them something to wear or even more so these days, it's also about getting them something to read and to be creative with. Reading is something that is so essential for our children in order for them to build a quality, see, I can't even think of the words, quality group of words to say when they're speaking. I I really believe as much as I love books, I wish that I had read more as a child, but my focus as a child was more towards cleaning the house. And that was what I was raised to believe was that my importance and my time should always be used to take care of things and clean things. Uh, So reading is something that is so valuable. So giving them something to read, something fun to read. The other thing is to something to be creative with. Uh, especially now because in the school systems now they don't have that opportunity to be as creative as they used to because that's not considered to be an important part of the curriculum which I completely disagree with that we're just shifting our children into being more mind robots to be robots and we're already training them to be connected to the computers and to those electronic screens on their phones. And we've got to shift that if we really want to have a more enlightened culture, a more enlightened future. Yes, the technology is awesome, but the human connection is so much more important and so much more viable for us as human beings to keep our mind growing and expanding. If we start zooming into just what the computer is saying and the computer is doing, which is what these kids are doing, we are training them to not think for themselves, to not imagine for themselves. That's why asking questions is so important, why giving them creative activities is so important, and why reading is so important. And not reading on a little computer screen Gobert thing. I'm talking the actual paper books, right? Those actual paper books, because there's another part that happens with the tangibleness of the book in your hand and a difference that happens with the mind when it's focusing on the computer and the, these lights and things. So anyway, we don't have to throw all of the traditions away, but we can create traditions that teach the financial responsibility and keep us honoring our financial boundaries and keep us enjoying the holidays. Like we're something to look forward to, not dreading because we're feeling overwhelmed about what the holiday expectations are going to be. Uh, My sister-in-law, I know even in July in the summer, she was already like, Oh, this Christmas is coming because She's got a list already. I think she got her Christmas list um, months ago. Another idea is the experience coupons, right? Setting that play date, setting that time that you can get together with the child and that you spend one-on-one with them and like, hey, this is our play date time. I'm going to schedule you in. What message are we sending to our children and to our families about 
what our priority is and what is more important to us. Is our priority the football games or is our priority the child that we get to be with? Is our priority hanging out with our friends or is our priority, you know, working and doing the non-constant work battle? (laughs) What is it that you value the most in your life and make that your priority in the time that you spend with somebody. If you don't have somebody that you get to spend this time with, then create an activity that you would want to be doing if you were with somebody. Going and seeing the lights, driving around and just going and looking at Christmas lights in the different houses and enjoying those kinds of things. That was one thing that my mother always loved to do. And so now I, I'll go driving around and I see all these lights and I just talk to her and I'm like, oh, look at that one, grandma. Look at that one, mom. Isn't that one cute? And oh, you'd love that one, mom. And so that helps me reconnect with her as well as lighten up my holiday experience. And, and it's not always going to be easy. There are going to be times when you're going to be like, ah, and panicked and overwhelmed, especially if you're the one in charge of cooking the Christmas dinner, which is always a very stressful time. (laughs) In fact, I saw this really funny post on Facebook about somebody had wrote what, write something about Christmas that you don't like, but everyone else seems to love. And so here are some of the the answers, which was the 12 days of Christmas. Some people don't like that one, the 12 days of Christmas. Personally, I love that one, especially the songs. I do love Christmas music. It is wonderful and fun. Okay, another thing they don't like, um, fruit cake, which I hear a lot about, eggnog, um, eggnog and advent calendars. <laughs> I'm not a big advent calendar person either, um, but I just thought that was funny. Eggnog got it twice. Another thing that people didn't like that, they seems like everyone else loves is black Friday shopping. I agree with them. Here's another one, which I thought was really interesting was from a young man. And he wrote the mistletoe exclamation point. I always feel so violated when women attack me under those things at all of the Christmas parties. And then I just, I, it, I was like, what? And it really then dawned on me. I'm like, you're right. That is that, there's this assumption that Christmas parties are different places when we see a mistletoe that whoever's under the mistletoe, we can grab them and kiss them. And it was just very interesting that he has felt violated because he did have a cute profile. His face was really cute. So I can see where women would take advantage of him. So I thought that was interesting. Um, another thing somebody had wrote was uh, shopping. They didn't like the shopping everything was another one. Everything, just everything. I don't like everything about the holidays. And then another one that was really interesting, they said that they didn't like was telling kids that Santa is real. And my, my sister actually had that same question. She was like, should I be telling him about Santa or not or whatever? And and it was really an interesting question because I thought, well, wouldn't it be better to let him know that Santa wasn't real rather than being at his friends and at school and them saying something about Santa not being real and then looking like a fool in front of his friends. I don't know. That's just an interesting, I've not really had to deal with that. I think, uh, cause I always put mama Santa on my pet presents. And when I gave to the kids, I just wrote from mama Santa, 
<laughs> I mean, why hide it, right? I mean, that's part of the whole financial responsibility. I mean, I don't understand. Honestly, I don't understand the whole reason why we have the mystique of, ooh, it's Santa, because then we end up threatening the kids about, oh, if you don't, if you don't act right, I'm going to tell Santa. And so they end up getting completely stressed and cried. And I think, what is that emotional turmoil that we're torturing on these poor children about if you're not right, if you don't do it good, we're going to call Santa and you're not going to get any presents. And I just think, oh, like how was that scarring that poor child unconsciously deep within their consciousness that when they get older, they've got to always be this good girl now, or they're going to be taken away some of the precious gifts. I mean, I think that's probably it, right? It's the whole Santa thing I mean, especially then when they get advertised and see all of these these products to purchase, and then that's the things that they end up putting on their list, but that's just what they get. And so, I don't know. I just think it's confusing. I just don't think that it's something that we really need to continue on with this whole Santa Claus thing. It's just, it's Christmas. We're celebrating our life. We're celebrating you as an individual. We're celebrating us as a family. And so here as a family, together, we're creating, you know, beautiful gifts, beautiful food, beautiful times together, beautiful lights, beautiful music, and loving each other, sharing things that we know with each other, celebrating each other with some of these cute little items for them, or these experiences with them, or whatever you feel works for you, or flowers for them, plants and flowers, those kinds of things. Whatever really supports the divine being in you and the value and the meaning of Christmas and what you really want to create that to be. And at the same time, what is it that we want to continue to create into the future? What is it that we want to create year after year after year so that Christmas becomes something we look forward to and we're like, yay, we get to celebrate being with each other again and celebrating our year together, celebrating our successes together, celebrating whatever new happenings that had happened in that year with each other, new family members that may have come in and weddings and babies and those kinds of things, celebrating the life of the time that we had with people that were with us before. This year, for one of the things, my mother was a great cross-stitcher, and so she had some Christmas stockings that she had cross-stitched, but she had not quite finished all of them before she had passed, and I've finished them now for my sisters. So don't tell any of them, but they're going to be getting a stocking that my mother made. And then I finished up for them to have for this holiday season that I hope will bring some peace to them during this season and feeling that connection with my mother during this time and, and hopefully them not missing her as much. And because for me, I know it's, it's helped me stay connected with her as well. Another tip to really support you in this holiday season, this one I absolutely love. It's so much fun because I actually learned this from Mike Myers, and he played this character on this movie called View from the Top, and it is a funny, funny show with Gwyneth Paltrow, and he, in this movie, he was an airline stewardess or airlines. Yeah. An airline stewardess trainer. So he wasn't because of a, his, the way his eyes were, his character's eyes were, he wasn't able to actually be a airline stewardess. 
However, he was doing a training. And so one of the techniques that he had learned in order to support him when he was getting stressful, actually, he was seeing a a therapist to help him get over things and calm things down because life wasn't going the way that he wanted it to. And so his therapist had taught him a little tip. And so now I'm going to share this tip with you. And this is what you can do when you are super stressed out and need a breath. So you just take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. I am a kitten. I am a kitten. I am a kitten. And I got a new kitten this year too, actually. Uh, So much fun. Yes, make it fun. It's not, it doesn't mean that much. And let it go. It's not worth your holding onto this stress. Everyone's going to love you and will continue to love you no matter what ends up being under the tree or what's not under the tree. And if people are disappointed, let them be disappointed. That's their problem. That's their issue. It's not your responsibility to make everybody happy. It is not your responsibility to handle everybody's needs and concerns. What your responsibility is, is to honor who you are. Honor the true spirit of what you want Christmas to mean for you. Honor that true spirit of connecting with the human life and valuing ourselves, valuing all of those that are around us and respecting all of those that are around us. I I especially think that in this time, one of the things that we do as well as a culture is we tend to celebrate specific groups of people based on what it is that they're doing. Now, I'm not diminishing the fact that different groups of people do deserve certain recognition. We recognize firefighters. We recognize police department people. We recognize the military. We recognize people who um, have cancer and the doctors and whatnot. But I also think that what we also get to do is honor and recognize those people that are supporting us and serving us every single day. And those are the people that are working in the grocery stores. How many times do you go to a grocery store or go to a quickie store, you know, like one of the little 7-Elevens or, you know, offside things? Or how many times do you go into the restaurants and connect with people that are in there? And Are we, are you honoring those people that are there supporting and serving you and supporting our food? I think this is the one thing that even taking it even deeper with this is that the people that are working in our grocery industry and in the food industry and the restaurant industry and the service industry and those, those areas, they're handling the food that we are eating every day and consuming every day. And one of the things that we talk about all the time now is about having these high vibrations of food. And if we don't even honor and support the grocery people, right, what energy is happening in there in a subconscious level within that's getting into our food vibration, the vibration of our food. And that's going way deep, but <laughs> so I'll roll it back again. It is, but it's still about 
honoring the group of people that are just doing the everyday little jobs that are there supporting us to keeping our community rolling, right? Those people that are working in all of the retail stores, those people working in the grocery stores, those people handling the utility you know, for the utility companies that are working in the offices, those people, those men and women that are working behind the scenes, working in the sewer systems, like, yay, sewer system people. Thank you so much. I honor you. And I'm so grateful for how you serve and protect our community. Honestly, right. If we didn't have our sewer system people, oh, life would be so much different. <laughs> so bottom line, it isn't about what a person does. It isn't about how much a person makes. It's about a person is a person. A human is a human. And honoring and celebrating all of us together as a community, that we have come together as a community supporting each other, that we've come together as a family loving each other and supporting each other, celebrating the things that we have done in our lives that we are proud of. It's so important for us to allow ourselves to be proud of the things that we have done and accomplished. Like this year, specifically for me, this year I am celebrating 10 years in business. I've, I've started my accounting business 10 years ago. Woo woo. So I, within this last 10 years, I, and specifically in this year, I have, celebrated my 10 years. I've published a set of cards. I've started a podcast. I turned 50. <laughs> I think that is an accomplishment. I made it to 50. It's that celebrating those things and those accomplishments and those pieces of life that we moved forward and, and took risks and we did something in the world towards creating a better humanity, creating a better life for ourselves and for our families and for our communities, celebrating the divineness that is here, that is us, that is us, that we are that being, right? Like I said at the beginning about we are that divine connection that we are just as Jesus. And this holiday, the Christmas holiday is celebrating the birth of Jesus. And we are our own second coming. We are the ones that's going to save ourselves. That's why Jesus was who he was, was to teach us what our abilities are. And part of that ability is to create a divine life for ourselves, to create that heaven on earth, to create that peace of life and peace of harmony that we want for ourselves and in our life, just through our own actions, our own thought processes, and our own things that we are in gratitude with or our own vibration. And if we allow ourselves to be in gratitude for everything, gratitude for ourselves, we are in that being that energy of love and divine Christ connection. Another really important way in supporting our community is through our dollars and through our spending. And what I mean by that is by purchasing your gifts and the things that you purchase just on a day-to-day -day basis, just for yourself, you know, all throughout the year, still is supporting your local artists and your local businesses. That is one of the most important ways to really communicate and connect and support with our community 
is keeping the money, keeping our money in, within our community so that it's cycling and surfacing and supporting other local businesses all around. And by doing that and by especially buying from the artists and those that are working within their divine passion, again, it's about what is that energy that that item and that object is bringing into the home. So again, it's there's this energy and this vibration that that happens within and around the objects that are being created and purchased and passed and given. And when we are creating in anger and fear and frustration because we're hating this job, I mean, then what kind of energy is going into creating those particular things? Like think about the little elves, you know, those movies with the little elves up at Santa's workshop. And there was one elf that didn't like it in one of these cute stories, <laughs> right? He wanted to be a dentist, but, um, he was being expected to be working on that line and making those toys. And he was not happy about that. And so I think about what is that energy that was going into that toy, this anger, this resentment, this, you know, just stuckness energy that was going into the creating of that project versus purchasing another item, another handcrafted item or something from an artist or um, crystals and stones. Those are really my favorite. I'm not a gifty kind of girl, but crystals and stones. Oh, I love them. I love them. So I actually do give a lot of stones and crystals away for gifts as well because of the energy that's there and the intention that can be shared with all of those as well. Anyway, back to when you're purchasing things from the artists that are in love with what they're doing, right? There's so much love and there's intention and there's excitement and this vibration, this high energy vibration that gets transfused into these on into these objects and into these projects and into these things, even like with certain lotions, artwork, crystals, just anything in the space of what's working with local businesses. I, another really awesome places like the antique stores, right? There's some really cute secondhand antique kind of stores as well. There's another beautiful energy that comes with connecting and collecting items from the past instead of buying brand new things. Instead, we're purchasing, you know, a cherished heirloom that has been cared for and loved you know, years ago from somebody that now can go into another home and be cherished and loved again instead of being thrown into the landfill. So there's so many more choices about our money and that we can make in our purchases so that, again, we can continue to support our community and continue to support our vibration and the vibration of other people through the things that we we give to them and we give to ourselves and, and place in our homes. So there you go. I am a kitten. I am a kitten. <laughs> Actually, this bell is my grandson's favorite toy. When he came over, he kept playing with this bell. <laughs> Greatest day of my life. Greatest day of my life is that day I got to spend with him. So 
there you go. I wish you all such a beautiful holiday season. Know that you are the most beautiful being and sharing yourself with others, sharing who you are with others, being with in the presence with your children, with your family, just sharing the love of who you are and the vibration of who you are, accepting them fully, accepting them fully in all their flaws, accepting yourself fully in all your flaws, letting go of expectations of what the holiday season has to look like in order for it to be a successful holiday season. <laughs> because money's going to come all the time. It's going to be flowing all the time, but you don't have to get yourself into trouble financially in order to have an awesome Christmas. And you can use this opportunity to start shifting this belief system, this concept around what the holiday season actually gets to be. Make it now something for you, celebrating you and your family and the connection and your times together. And teaching this financial responsibility and boundaries for yourself and to your children is, again, teaching them a new way of connecting in the holidays and connecting with themselves and connecting with their money in a way that supports everybody, again, through the purchasing locally, purchasing slowly and smallly throughout the year, certain things, but being honest about what's happening uh, and not buying in into this whole extravaganza of over-purchasing and buying all these humongous, monstrous things that we just don't really need again and again and again and again and again. I think we're on like, what is a iPad 75 now or something? I don't know. <laughs> I just... It's time to take a breath and allow ourselves to enjoy the earth and our time and our humanness together, not meeting the corporations and the shopping's world's profit goals, you know, <laughs> got to meet those profit goals. And that's why we're getting pounded. I mean, they're spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars on advertising. And I think, really, how much are they spending on advertising versus how much they're actually creating in a profit? Is that profit margin really worth it? Would they be better off just not advertising? <laughs> and so if they just didn't advertise as much as they do and spend quadrillions and quadrillions of dollars on these things, uh, they would save a lot more money anyway. So quit buying in. We don't have to buy into their panicky needing to make the profit bottom line. It's just not worth it to our own psychic ability and our psychic sanity, right? <laughs> okay, my divine money peeps. I am so glad that you're here happy, happy holidays. I do hope that you found something here that supports you and that will assist you in moving forward in this holiday season. I'm so excited to be part of this money healing. And I'm so grateful that you're allowing me to be part of it with you and, and so grateful that you're listening in. Please let me know if you have any comments or questions. I would love to hear them. If you comment on my website with the podcast there, I'll answer anything that I can. And I'm just so excited to hear about what you created. Let me know what you 
decide is that new meaning of Christmas for you? What is it that you've decided that you want to value the most within this holiday season? And you can make a comment on the, on my website with the podcast. I would love to hear what you wrote. I would love to hear what you created and what you decided for yourself. Also, I just wanted to share with you a special opportunity that I have for you to that I've created for you and it's this holiday bundle and it's only going to be going on through January 20th and I'm doing it through January 20th because it is an awesome bundle that I've created for you and that is to get a set of my goddess cards and to have a mini money reading with me and that's a 40 minute money reading with me. So at 60% off, it's $147 value. You get it for $58. And I'm so excited about this because what the intention is within this bundle is what is it that you get to know to assist you in supporting you financially in really moving forward into the new year, really getting you into that next connection and financial support relationship that you really want to have for yourself and for your life and for your business and get you moving into the next level of your financial success and really expanding who you are and expanding your business. So I'm really excited about this bundle and I'm really excited about the opportunity for you to really connect with yourself. And like I said, it's $58. I've got the link with this podcast is on my website and on the link, you'll just click the link and schedule your time that you want to do the reading and I'll send the cards out to you and we'll have our reading. And I'm so excited about that reading and you'll get to do a chakra body trigger map as well that you'll get a copy of and a downloaded, you know, specific information for you, that specific message that you get to know right now to assist you in moving forward financially in your 2019 and forward. So that's through January 20th, 2019, because it will be a new year that that special will be available for $58. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you the various, various happiest of holidays. I wish you all the peace in your heart. Thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to seeing you on our next episode of the Spirit of Money podcast. Peace in. Thank you for listening to the Spirit of Money podcast. Are you ready to transform your money life? Imagine making money that nourishes your body and soul. Visit DivineMoneyMastery.com for more information about products and services created to empower your money life and to contact Beth Ann via email, Facebook, and Instagram. Sign up to receive a complimentary ebook written by Beth Ann, Five Steps to Money Peace of Mind Quick Guide. Discover the spiritual side of your money to increase your abundance and divine financial wealth. Join us next time on the Spirit of Money podcast.